you have arrived at your destination. Oh, hoss! I'm <laughs> sorry. Oh, let me do that again. It's me, baby New Year. It is the <laughs> New Year, baby. Uh, it is 2021, which means, Haas, we're going to talk about all the good Insurrection. games. No, no, no. <laughs> we're going back. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not talking about Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> we're not talking about good, Star Trek. Good recovery from that fumble. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes like good, good recovery, brother. Uh, we're talking about last year's games 2020 uh yes we will go back into 2020 and talk about that, so. you know what uh I, 2020 uh was a trying time for everyone yes uh, no matter what kind of industry you work in you know stuff like that you know people getting laid off and you know mm-hmm. uh, video games are a great form of escapism uh, and 2020 while I'll be honest, pretty light. When I was putting this list together, whew, uh, you're, you're going to hear a lot of the same names of games kind of multiple times in here because, yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely not that big stacked list. Uh, you know, usually I end up coming up with a lot of our superlatives, best this, best that, uh, mm-hmm. because, oh, shit, there's a whole bunch of games I couldn't put in our top 10, but I want to get them in here somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that didn't happen this year. <laughs> no, no, there wasn't a whole lot that came out. Uh, nope. Uh, but you know, I think, uh, you know, we, we all made it out alive. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I think, uh, let, let's sit down and chat about some of the best things of 2020 and, uh, and then next week we can get back to the business of talking about what we're playing now and old ass games and all that fun stuff. So exactly, Uh, exactly. First category, uh, -hmm. for best of 2020 is best trend. Yes, the best trend. Um, there were quite a few good trends in video games uh, last year, things that I like that people are doing. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those was embracing backwards compatibility. Yes. In what might be, you know, one of the most un-Microsoft and Sony things is over the course <laughs> of the last few years, um, trying not to just sell you compilations of games from last generation on the new one. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, they're, uh, so they're, there's kind of a multifaceted thing with here. Like Microsoft will even let you use controllers. Uh, Sony has an adapter that lets you use the old PSVR uh, mm-hmm. on the PS5. Um, but also like PS4 and Xbox One games work on their successors. Right. Um, complete with any like Xbox One X enhancements, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of games are also getting next gen upgrades. Yeah. Uh, in addition, which I think is uh, is pretty awesome, it gives yeah. you the opportunity to, uh, and nobody that, not nobody, most <laughs> companies mm-hmm. haven't yeah. tra- haven't charged for this. Yeah, uh, but I, I would say you should go look at a copy of Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because uh, if you don't buy the one that has the little sticker on it that says series X on it, even though it comes in the same box and everything. 
mm-hmm. uh, that one doesn't get you the upgrade. You got to give them another ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> be careful out there, everyone. Be uh, careful. <laughs> Gal, look for the sticker. Yeah. It, what a fucking shit show, too. Because Microsoft <laughs> didn't want it to be that way. They didn't. They didn't want to have these hard divides of just you know. You know, next year, nobody's going to be thinking about the Xbox One. Everybody's right. just going to be thinking about the Series X. So just give them the free upgrade. Who gives a shit? Why do you yeah. have to get $10 out of somebody? Yeah. I, totally I just, right. You already got 60 Who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is, that's very petty, but that's video games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's corporate BS. <laughs> yeah. So there can still be kind of crappy things in in a good trend, though. Uh, mm-hmm. it, but it seems like most companies uh, have not uh, tried to nickel and dime people, which I think is fantastic. Yes, um, that is. Good. You know, even even EA got in on the game. As long as you bought Madden by, I think it was December thirty first of last year, you got the new upgrade, which is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> that, that next gen version of Madden apparently fucks. Well. <laughs> uh, you know, we got to take the good with the bad. You know, 2020 <laughs> was, it was a weird year. <laughs> it was a weird year, man. Yeah. We're, we're going to power through it. But yeah, it, it is, it is interesting because there was a, there was a time when the companies seemed to be like, ah, backwards compatibility. No way we can't, you know, like we, and I understand the, the, the idea around it. Like we can't just keep, you know, having things come out for, you know, past, um, uh, uh, consoles and stuff like that, and keep uh, retrofitting things. It, 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 it would you got to move forward in a certain way. But um, the the difference between then and now is yeah. that this is just off the shelf PC parts that they're putting in these things. Yes, exactly. Um, and every five years, I don't have to throw my whole computer away and all the games right. that came with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, like yeah. it, and these things are just computers, and embracing mm-hmm. that more. It, yeah, you know, like. Nobody wants a Windows 10 experience in the living room. They want a console video game experience in the living room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, there are a lot of things that have just been accepted norms for PC games. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would, I'm glad that these companies seem to be kind of at least, uh, even if they're not embracing it, they're at least accepting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like you know this you know your super HD remix version of this game, like you're gonna hit me for forty dollars again. Yeah, you know, exactly. especially especially now that like most of these things, all they're doing is just saying that now it runs in 4K. And, it, and what else did you do? It's 4K. <laughs> it's 4K. <laughs> and, uh, 60 frames per second. I don't know what else. <laughs> and I, I'm fine if they're if they're even like, hey, you got to pay us five bucks if you want ray tracing, because you know what, those consoles don't do ray tracing very well. So I just won't pay that five bucks. Don't worry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say the, the Spider-Man ray tracing stuff on the PlayStation Five does seem good. Uh, okay. But the only two games I've experienced so far that are heavily ray traced uh, on the Series X were Watch Dogs and uh, Devil May Cry Five. They got yeah. I, I bought that fucking Devil May Cry Five. <laughs> I, I mean, a fucking idiot. Like, uh, I'm just like, well, I love Devil May Cry. Like, it's true. And then I, I was playing through it going, dude, I own this game already. It's just <laughs> ray traced. What have I done? <laughs> and it's also got all the DLC, and I didn't own any of that stuff. So that's nice. how I justified it in my head. Um, but yeah, so uh, next category is 
I I change the name of this category every year to something stupider. Uh, and this year, it's very stupid. Would you like to read it, Brandon? Yeah, this is the best game not from 2020 that got played a bunch in 2020. So, it, What game was that, Brandon? Uh, that game was Red Dead Redemption Dose, the second yeah. Red Dead game. I finally so. finished Red Dead 2, you guys. Yeah, there you go. Yay! You did it. <laughs> it's uh, a long game. It's a long it game. Is. I ended up with like well over 70 hours in it. It was like 78 hours or something and, crazy. And you didn't really do like the the no. other stuff. No. <laughs> I, I played fucking cards once. I killed the one animal they made me kill. Like that's it, dude. <laughs> you're you're the opposite of my buddy Mitch, who is still playing that game, still has not beaten it, and has just done new things every time he opens it up. He's just Dude, being a cowboy. I <laughs> didn't even kill the bear. You know the bear that they show you near yeah. the beginning? I didn't even go back yeah. and kill him. I didn't yeah. give a fuck. <laughs> the bear but, the bear is not bothering me now, so <laughs> Well and and I think as I have gotten older, uh I've learned more about myself. Uh, which mm. is important. I think I've grown as a person in that I know that that is just going to become a rabbit hole that I will fall down in. And at some point it won't be fulfilling enough for me and I'll get bored and I'll stop playing the game. Right. But mm -hmm. their main campaign is what interests me. So I, I just ran away from anything that looked like a side mission. Right. I didn't give a fuck. Right. I, I think I only shopped in a store like twice. <laughs> like, everything else was just stuff i picked up on the road man i was really being a cowboy right uh but yeah i really really like that game i really really love the ending of that game it's solid i really really didn't like the epilogue in that game <laughs> the epilogue not good was that is that a dlc epilogue or was that a no it's uh it's just in the game so the game ends yeah, yeah. and then it then it flashes up, like, before it rolls credits, it flashes up epilogue, and there's, like, another 10 hours in that game. Hmm. Interesting. And the problem I had with it was that it, the... I thought the epilogue told a good good enough story. It just mm -hmm. took forever for it to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and it, it kind of, like, you go back to the sort of missions that you would do at the beginning of the game... Mm -hmm. So the crazy thing about like Grand Theft Auto and stuff like that is that they always start with like, go here, kill this guy, uh, go here, do a job. Right. Like, and I was back to doing that sort of thing. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like I've been doing these like things where you know, we're robbing trains and blowing <laughs> shit up and, you know, taking, uh, you know, paddle boats over to uh, islands that have jails on them to break dudes out of fucking jail and shit. You're like that's the shit I've been doing, uh, right? For like the last forty hours, and then to go back for the last ten hours of the game and spend a lot of your time doing the stuff from the beginning of the game kind of felt like shitty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's the it, I understand why they did it because you know the the game and I it never even hit me until I was nearing the end of Red Dead 2's main campaign. Right. Was that's the death of the West, man? Yeah. And. Yeah. You know, uh, fortunes were won and lost and, you know, destinies were were playing out before you in in a lot of situations, not even being guided by your own hand. Yeah. And I think that's a hell of a story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it 
it, it won me over, man. Like, yeah. you know, I, I loved it. I, I didn't, by the end of it, I didn't have any like serious emotional attachment to anybody or anything <laughs> like that. I just thought it was a cool fucking story. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not, I would classify it. If there was a actual Western movie that I like that this is uh, analogous to, it's Unforgiven. Yeah. Yeah. Unforgiven is, is a solid. Oh man. I think Unforgiven is one of the best Westerns ever made. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Tombstone. <laughs> I, now I love Tombstone, but I love I can, Tombstone. But fuck Tombstone. I, 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 can definitely, yeah, I can definitely see where Unforgiven would be the, the yeah. superior uh, in in people's minds. Yeah. Well, that was it, very much the death of the West story as well. Yes, exactly. And you enjoyed this so much, you went back and started playing the original. So. Yeah, and dude, that Xbox. Uh, well, I guess it was a One X uh, port for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they had they had done an optimization for it. it runs in four K. Nice. You know, so it doesn't look all yeah. like, you know, let me tell you, some, some of those 360 games that have not been given some love look a little rough on my 86-inch TV. Uh, <laughs> that is, I guess that's the that's the uh, the downside of having a... Yeah, a nice the bigger TV. you get, man, all that the, that stuff that used to get hidden on my 50-inch screen, it, it ain't right. hidden no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that that was uh, a game that like in the month of December, I, I think I ended up spending like 50 hours with that game uh, nice. while still playing Yakuza and all this other stuff. That was the thing that uh, uh, I would usually end my evenings with is oh, I'll spend another two hours in uh, Red Dead. Nice. Um, but uh, yeah, next category should be a fun one. Best escapism. Yeah. Yes. I think we all needed a little bit of that in 2020. And yeah. One could argue, yep. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons was uh, yeah. was was mine. Uh, yes. Me and my wife's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was a stretch of time where my wife had already moved to the other side of the state. Uh, she had gotten her, uh, she had graduated from nursing school and got her new job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were selling our house in Louisville and getting ready to move to the other side of the state. So she was uh, living on the other side of the state for like two months. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we'd only see each other on weekends. So we were actually playing a bunch of animal crossing together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which was really cool or just playing it away from each other. And then like, Oh, look at all this cool shit I got. And right. it was, uh, it was a very, very, uh, relaxing experience in a very hectic time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's the definition of when I think of escapism, like a good movie, uh, a good comic book, yeah. Uh, you know, a good album. Uh, yeah. It's it's good in the way that those are good. Yeah i I have never I never played Animal Crossing game. Um, I didn't play this one, but so many stories this this year, the past year, of um, you know people just having a an unbridled amount of joy um, in a very trying time. Uh, was brought down to, to, to animal crossing in, in a lot of ways that that's the one that I remember people mostly talking about, like, I'm just going to escape into this for a little bit and, and, and collect some things and put some statues up and you know, stuff like that. It's so. just relaxing. You know, yeah, it's, uh, exactly. it's the right kind of relaxing, do some decorating and 
catch some butterflies and talk to these jerks of villagers. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it's... I hear they're less jerky in this version, though. Like, they're less they of jerk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and you can also, uh, like, kind of, if you get a jerky person on your island, or like, I, hey, uh, marbles, I'm really sick of hearing you talking about working out every day. Guess what? I'm going to kick you off my fucking island. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. I'm going to bring in someone new who's not going to tell me I need to go back to Planet Fitness. Yeah, I know I'm still paying the monthly fee. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, man, that hit real. That real hit real close to home for me. <laughs> like, hey, you're back in there. Oh. I've actually been back at the gym for the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm, I got to get back in. I got to go, I'm, man. My weight is trending downward again. I'm actually I'm back in my wedding jeans. That's good. That's good for that. you. I gotta, I gotta get back there with you. I gotta, I gotta go. Sla- I gotta go slam hard. I have been doing with the diet though. Other than today, I had a cheat day today. But uh, diet wise, I've been cooking at home. So yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, my wife got a new job. She's working in Lexington, so we're doing a lot more of that, like meal planning stuff again. Just because, right. uh, you know, I can't just run her something up the street. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that was best escapism. Yes. Um, Next, Next. Uh, you want to go ahead and read that category? Yes, we are into a little bit of the bad. Uh, Not going to cover too too much bad in this one, but this is one of the bad ones we have, which was uh, the worst trend of 2020. Um, And we put that down as hardware scarcity. Yeah, it's really been bad since uh, since March. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there were months and months where you couldn't get Xboxes, Playstations, uh, Switches, nothing. Well, mm-hmm. then the new consoles came out, and you can't get a Series X or a Series S, mm-hmm. uh, which is really funny because you see people online like, man, nobody's buying that Series S. I'm like, what do you mean? It's sold out everywhere. It's like, <laughs> I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. They're like, yo, man, that thing's dog shit. Nobody wants it. I'm like, yeah, and they sold out in a second. So <laughs> shut up. It's fine. Um, the the other side of that coin is that, uh, and coin being the pun here, Bitcoin is back up. So video cards are fucking out. Yeah. You can't get one. Right. Because, uh, so when I was mining Bitcoin, what, uh, four years ago? Mm-hmm. I was mining on a 1080 Ti, uh, and Bitcoin was at its highest point. That was when it hit twelve thousand. Right. Last week it was at like thirty six thousand. Right. So uh, demand yeah. is way back up there. Whenever there's any kind of unrest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, changing administrations, that kind of stuff, people like right. to shift their money into something and, else. Yeah, and uh, oncoming inflations, things like that, yeah. like. And we're we're looking at that the amount of debt that's been crewed up through the through the shutdowns and everything it's it's gonna it's gonna probably do pretty well for a little while here. So yeah, I think the uh, the next two years are probably gonna be uh, pretty good for that. So I don't I don't know when the video card shortages will end. Right. Um, so you know, if I were AMD or Nvidia, I would find a way to open as many more factories as you can in the short term. <laughs> Maybe just rent the facilities because who knows if demand's gonna stay there for you to own the facility. Uh, True. Yeah. But yeah, like so, hardware scarcity is—it's uh, the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's say. say so. The I, I'm surprised it hasn't hit phones. Yeah, and and the fact, yeah, that is weird. That I guess because 
people kind of hold on to their phones for a bit, probably. Maybe I think we're the... we're not in the era anymore where everybody buys a new phone every eighteen months. I think that I think them them days are over. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You know the uh, those. And I think those facilities just are able to make so many more with so little, with much less effort. I don't know. Uh, and also they can warehouse more phones. That's right. kind of the big problem is if you're going to start making, say, Xboxes for a launch. Yeah. Like if you're going to make a million of these things, where the fuck do you put them? That box, trust me, it's sitting right behind me. It's huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And. <laughs> there's probably a more common demand for phones too. And the, uh, you know what I mean? The parts aren't cause like PC video card, like so it's a, it's a relatively niche uh, thing, especially compared to people having a smartphone, you know, that seems to be more of a mainstream normie kind of thing to have. More well, so and if than... you asked me, I bet the markup on these phones as I hold my $1,300 oh. phone oh. in my head. Yeah. I bet the markup on these is pretty good. Oh yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it, that that's why they can afford to just like not have you pay for the phone and just get the plan instead. Like, they don't do that anymore. They don't, but they did. But I'm just saying that's why they were able to. Yeah, that's know, a, it, well, yeah. that yeah. we all found out that those bills were way more inflated than they <laughs> yeah. needed to be. Exactly. Yeah, I, I pay so, like a third of what I used to pay to have a phone nowadays. Absolutely, 100. percent I bought yeah, the, the phone outright. So I, I was much. Uh, I, I was very happy to be the uh, the beneficiary of the uh, AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile and Sprint all cutting each other's throats in rapid yes. succession. Yes, it was the best. Was oh, so you're nice. gonna give two gigs of data for free? We're giving five. All right, it's unlimited. Fuck you. Take <laughs> that. <laughs> so, like, competition's the best thing for the customer, baby. <laughs> hey man, I, I I like me a little free market where uh, I can watch a bunch of trillionaires uh, start trying to kill each other. Yeah. So the next uh, was this was the easiest category. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So biggest surprise. Yes. Half-Life Alex. Yeah. They made a game. Uh, they <laughs> Valve made a game, dude. They made a game. How about they, that? Get this. They made a new Half-Life in the year 2020. <laughs> it was not Half-Life 3, but it was an episode 3. <laughs> but it's a really really good it's not it's not a prequel, it's like a midquel. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, it's a really cool story. It's VR only, correct? It is. is. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things that uh, I would like for you to try it when you come down. Okay, it's cool. Yeah. I got some new VR stuff that uh, uh, that you should check out. Uh, we haven't done a VR check in uh, yeah. in quite a while, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, me and JT have been uh, goofing around with these things. Uh, so, yeah. Sweet. The uh, he bought the new one, the Oculus Quest Two. Even though last summer we bought the Oculus Quest One, <laughs> uh, he, he's he didn't seem to be wild about it. He thinks some right. of the the overall upgrade in resolution doesn't constitute the loss in color quality that you get from moving from an OLED to an LCD. Mm. Uh, but they they were able to drop the price a hundred dollars. 
Right. So you can get a Oculus Quest 2 that's a standalone VR headset or can also plug into your PC. $300. Yeah. I mean, good. VR is starting to get to the price point where the average person would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But like Half-Life Alex is fantastic. Uh, they did the smartest things in the world that you could possibly do with it. They made it work with like every headset. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'm sure there was a lot of work that went into that and making it work with those old HTC uh, Vive wands and, you know, the uh, uh, the Oculus, what do they call those things? Uh, you know, they're, they're ones with the thumbsticks on them. Uh, mm-hmm. It also has a bunch of different ways to do it as well, yeah. um, where you can warp around to move or you can do free walking. Oh, okay. Uh so with the little thumbsticks on your controller, and you can also still do the room scale stuff. So you can do uh, move in your play space to do fine adjustment, but mm-hmm. also use the thumbsticks to walk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's just, it's well-designed up and down. Uh, yeah. It looks really good, and it is the flagship experience for VR. There you go. Uh, it is the best video game that has ever been put in VR. Wow, uh, there you go. Yeah, there, there are some things that do tech toy stuff, you know, in that space a little better. Yeah. But as far as, like, best VR game, that's it. Yeah, like um, a gaming experience, as you would expect, you know. So Very we got cool. a category here that I really like because it yes. kind of encompasses all the uh, hard-to-equate things. I call mm-hmm. this category best style. Yeah, best style, baby. Uh, so this is audio visual you know the feel the embodiment of the characters yeah uh, there was correct. one game that jumped out to us a bunch last year that uh, if you're a fan of our youtube page you saw yeah. us play through the entire experience and that yes. is uh streets of rage for what a game it's a great game i absolutely adore this game uh since that playthrough uh i think both me and you have played through it several other times solo yeah uh, unlock stuff because i got it on switch and i just started unlocking things from there too because uh yeah yeah man um i i really love the style of this game because they don't they don't like jump directly back into just the 80s you know like the characters are very from the era obviously um but you know they give axel the beard and you know they kind of jump him forward into you know like what you would uh expect a modern day video game hero would look like and stuff like that. But it's not shrouded in eighties like that, that trend that kind of happened after stranger things. You know what I mean? Um, Oh yeah. Well, or uh, you know, it it doesn't like lampoon itself. Yeah. uh, Like uh, that double dragon neon. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. That was Mm -hmm. just fucking made by crazy people. Uh, <laughs> I kind of love that game a little bit. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I think Double, Dra- Double Dragon Neon fucking yeah. rules. Right. Uh, but, you know, like Streets of Rage was always one of the grittier ones of that. And having, uh, trying to bring that grittiness over and mm-hmm. that from something that was so heavily steeped in the, I call it post Robocop 80s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, bringing that up to, well, I guess it's technically early 90s, but it was still, yeah. I, I felt Verhoeven's touch on Streets of Rage, and I don't know why. Yeah, yeah, it felt Verhoeven-ish. Yeah. Yes, Paul, uh, Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. 
Yeah. Uh, give us back the air. Uh, <laughs> man, I fucking love Paul Verhoeven. Yeah, he's uh, great. <laughs> but yeah, like that's uh, <clears throat> a lot of the uh, the character designs that I felt like were, mm-hmm. you know, inspired yeah. in, in, in the way that he liked to design. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I, I thought Streets of Rage 4 is arguably one of the best revivals, you know, not a reboot. Right. Uh, but a revival of a dead franchise that we've seen in quite a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Two, uh, three main characters, two from the most popular from Streets of Rage 2, and then one from the original. So you have the three main originals um, and two new characters that, uh, you know, you'd never played before. So, you know, you kind of have that. It's It's a good... It's a good measure of new and old, um, and it uh, it really just kind of lights up your screen in a in a in a, in a different way. It hit, it hits different than a lot of a lot of uh, games that came out recently, especially reboots. Yeah, and I also think that it did a uh, a really good job uh, of balancing its characters so that it's fun to play as a multiplayer thing, but also completely. Uh, digestible as a single player experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and that's hard to do. There's usually like, well, you gotta choose. And when you're playing most of this stuff, it's like you know when you're playing Final Fight, it's like, well, I mean, come on. Yeah, there's one choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly. Your mayor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a, there's one guy. You don't you don't pick Cody. You don't pick guy. Uh, but no, yeah, I mean, if you know you pick Cody. If somebody's already got Hagar, <laughs> but yeah, realistically, if somebody's already on Hagar, you're like, I'll wait for next. <laughs> now I'm fine. I'm good. I'll wait for that dude to run out of quarters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Th- th- this game, I think, stretches its arms out far enough without jumping out of its own skin. So it works. It works really well. I enjoy it. Uh, and next on our list um, is... Uh, the best looking game of the year. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of uh, stuff that needs to be taken into consideration for a category with a flat name like best looking game. So it's, uh, since we had like our style category, uh, I kind of think of the best looking game more like a graphics technical kind of thing. Um, but I think having a best graphics, you know, parentheses, uh, technical is just a little stodgy. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I kind of had uh, I had a few games I was looking at for this category. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the look of cyberpunk in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but. I. I don't know what if it was maybe part of my experience with the game or whatever. And I just saw so many graphical issues. Sure. That are just tied to bugs and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. it just didn't feel like a well-polished visual experience. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Um, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also think is like a really, really incredible looking game. Right. Um, and I really like it's, you know, black and uh, black and white mode options. And, you know, a lot of that, like, you know, there's a lot of filters and things you can put on it to make it just look like a dope ass old Kung Fu movie. 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, samurai flick, you know, the, the stuff that China yeah. used to push out in bulk. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I really liked that, but for me, it had to be the last of us too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think that, uh, the way that Naughty Dog continues to push forward, mm-hmm. uh, facial animation technology. Yeah. Is yeah. kind of mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the way those characters emote, uh, is, is impressive by every stretch, you know, um, the, you uh, know. the way that they can put out a game and every time they do, you think like, is Sony giving them access to hardware other people can't use or something <laughs> like it's just always a cut above everything else. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that's in our humble opinion, the best looking game of the year. You know, yes. I think that at a purely technology level, uh, if, if, and when cyberpunk fixes a lot of its wrongs, uh, I still don't quite know that it, it best the last of us two, as far as just the way that the character animations and the facial expressions and the cutscene quality and everything else just comes together. It is that, that thing is pushing the PlayStation four and in ways that I don't know how they were able to do it. Uh, yeah, but yeah, last of us Two, best looking game of 2020. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Absolutely beautiful to look at. Uh, yeah. Next up, uh, we talked about the look of something, and now the sound of something, uh, the best soundtrack is the next one up. Um, and uh, I think you let me kind of uh, uh, pick this one out, which was nice. Um, I don't know if you had any like thing that was like on the like that was in your wheelhouse of like what you thought was the best. Um uh, I sort of cheated. I just I put the Tony Hawk one and two in there as my placeholder until you right. came to the table with a better option. <laughs> uh, right. And I think it's a little unfair for uh, a game from 22 years ago that already had its opportunity to win best soundtrack. Uh, right. Just doing it again. Just doing it again. Uh, but if it was that good, I mean, who knows? Uh, no, we went with Panzer Paladin for this one. Uh, Panzer Paladin uh, is a rad little game that's kind of um, an homage to uh your 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 japanese mecha anime type of things um has a an nes quality i would say nes quality to the to the graphics um and that is shared within the um within the soundtrack uh very shovel knight with this soundtrack um uh i think there was one time when we talked about like this retro style of um of soundtracks and stuff that you would hear, like you kind of have this cleanliness with that sort of retro style when you do that, you know? Um, and I think they do a good job of like, kind of like, it sounds like something you could compose on the super NES where you, if you had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That actually is something that really kind of bothers me with, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of those like, oh, this is an 8-bit inspired game. And then like all the, you know, like the color palette and the sound is from the 16-bit era. It's like, you know. It, right. I, I don't like mixing my nostalgia. <laughs> I know that's a weird line to draw, but. Uh, 
Right. That's, that's just how I roll. So it's good to hear that it, it it's look and sound uh, is in lockstep. Yeah, it feels it it, it it feels very you know like again like that chip tune type of uh, type of run to it, and it has the the level selects kind of like Mega Man, and you have like a hub world, and you select the worlds and stuff like that. So you know each each boss has their each boss slash country that you go to has like its own kind of sound to it. Um, I. Uh, I really love the China the China level. I think the Chinese level is like probably my favorite uh, uh, score from the whole thing. Uh, but uh, it's it, if if you haven't uh, if you don't have the game or you haven't uh, played the game yet, uh, it's available on YouTube. You can go on and listen to the whole Panzer Paladin OS, OST. And um, yeah, it's it, it it's really rad. It's really good. And I, I just I love that old chip tune style. Of, uh, of music. I've always been a, a sucker for that um, uh, since well before Shovel Knight even. So very cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's uh, best sound, best soundtrack. So was that last piece of Shovel Knight? Was that this year? Yes. Yes. The King Knight was this year. I have yet to play that one. I have. I, I liked it. It, it. It's not something that would have snuck into a top 10, but if we did a top 20, it would definitely be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you already bought it, so you might right. as well play it. Yeah, exactly. So. Man, that, that kickstart, you know, what, 10 years ago, it's really yeah. continued to pay off here. It's paid off. You get three extra, four extra games, or four games out of it, so it's crazy. So uh, I bet they're glad to be done with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, time, they can finally time for, move on with their lives. Yeah. Time for Shovel Knight 2. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Uh, why? No, Shovel Knight X. X, yeah. The Shovel futuristic X. one. Yeah, where he, gets, where he has a slide move. <laughs> He's like... Uh, so, yeah, uh, that was best soundtrack, but uh, mm-hmm. we've reached our final superlative, and it's not a great one. It's yeah. the biggest disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the... There were a lot of disappointing things that happened in 2020. I think we can all... <laughs> Agree on that. Definitely. Uh, But nothing was as uh, public, messy, Uh and just honestly shouldn't have happened uh, as much as Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Agreed. So let's kind of just go through a little bit of the timeline. The game got pushed like three times this year. Mm -hmm. They ended up locking in a December 12th, I think it was, date. And they were yeah. like dead set. Yo, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of people are curious if the only reason they set themselves up a late December date was because if they didn't, they would have to give back some marketing funds or something. Yeah. But we'll figure uh, time will will flush a lot of those details out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the game came out and on what was, you know, until like a month or two before the thing came out, like cutting edge hardware, like, you know, 2080 TIs and, uh, you know, RTX 2080s and stuff like that. That game runs rough. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly, incredibly demanding. And that's the good PC version. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's the version that's not, you know, having a class action lawsuit filed about itself. Right? <laughs> yeah, that game is just, it's it's rough in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, Absolutely. 
very glitchy, a lot of minor nuisance bugs and crashes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, mm. But the, the real problem was the specifically the base PS4 and base Xbox One. Yeah. Those versions, like, just don't fucking run. Yeah. We, you're talking single-digit frame rates in a lot of situations in those games. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's a trend we've seen before where console versions kind of suck, or the PC version doesn't really line up very well. You know, uh, 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 Batman. Rocks, yeah, Rocksteady does not translate very well to... Uh, PC in a lot of ways, <laughs> in a lot of ways, but console they run fine. Um, so it's hard to translate those things. So it's really odd that they pushed for that and 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 released it in such a state that it was like it's terrible. That's the thing is that like I I'm I'm going to just assume and I will make an ass out of both of us. Yes, uh, by doing this that they contractually were not allowed to release the PC version this year. And the yeah. uh, well, the PC version in 2020, and yeah. the console versions later, right? Um, and someone had to have known, yes, uh, that that just wasn't going to come together. I know yeah. that like a lot of stuff uh, with game development is that like you know everything's broken until it's not. Yeah, but you know there there had to be like some eleventh hour, you know. Uh, conspiracy theorists in the office going like, guys, uh, <laughs> have we ever tried to put this in a PlayStation 4 yet? <laughs> have we looked at this yet? I don't think we're ready. Um, you know, yeah. so Sony took it off sales. It's You still can't buy that. Yeah, yeah. It's, they had to it's take still it not off. back. Yeah. So that, I, again, it, it just goes to the old adage uh, from Miyamoto that an unfinished game will always be an unfinished game. And I would say even in this era of patches and downloads and things like that, like it's going to be very hard to reap that reputation back from what it's been reduced to. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I would argue that, you know, for every no man's sky and destiny uh, right. that launched, you know, fairly half cocked or, issue ridden mm -hmm. um you know there's five anthems out there yeah you just can't we can't all just go out there and blindly pay 60 dollars for games and go oh i guess i'll just check back in six months and see if they bothered to fix it right yeah you know, like, like it isn't fallout 76 probably still a mess like it's i, I checked in what a year ago and yeah. it was better it i still wouldn't call it a game you want to play Right. Uh, yeah. It's not the mess it was, but, you know, right. like if that thing, if they would have waited a year and released it with that, uh, the single player content that had all the NPCs in it and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I think that game would have been much better reviewed. Yeah. And maybe have not tossed gasoline on the corpse of that <laughs> franchise. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know if they come back from this, they'll have to pull a real like you said, no man's sky in order to, to come back from it. And that's a hard thing to pull off. Like people didn't believe no man's sky could pull that off when it, when it happened. And, I, and, I, I think there's actually something that about the biggest disappointment category that does ring true as well. 
beyond like the console versions problems and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is an aggressively ordinary game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, me, I'm, I'm having fun playing through it. Uh, you'll be seeing that video coming out this week. Uh, I'm having a little fun playing through it with, with Eric, but that's more in just the, we're having a playthrough. So like there's, there's fun to be had in just that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and not but, saying bad. Yeah. It's just ordinary. It's, it's just, just doing video game shit. Yeah. It's like, it's just that stuff you see from that type of game, that type of quote, open world game. But first you have to go through these ramrodded sections and do these missions and you have map barf immediately. And it's just like, okay, uh, here's my question. Why doesn't that city have subways? <laughs> subways are, I don't know, they're they're degraded. You can't get a you can't get a head wise. Oh, like this, uh, your character owns a Ford fucking Pinto in a fucking Cyberplex <laughs> super world. Yeah, we don't have subways. Well, you don't want to block out the Wi-Fi to your brain, so you don't go into the subway. So I think we could have eventually figured out how to fucking <laughs> put Wi-Fi in a tunnel, dude. Right, yeah, and like know. that. <laughs> That kind of bothers me. It's the idea that, like, even on the PC with, like, crowd densities turned all the way up, I still feel like the streets are really empty. Mm-hmm. Like, when yeah. I think uh, Future City, I think, like, Demolition Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I don't, for some reason, I <laughs> the game is the biggest disappointment of the year because it's not enough, like, Demolition Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh you know that's a high bar though demolition man so. i i happen to think that that is one of the best pieces of shit that sylvester stallone put out in the 90s dude that 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 movie has only aged better it's like wine it if you it's watch so, it's so accurate now it is it like gets more accurate as time goes along it's kind of scary like it's kind of scary from the from the corporate uh, sponsorships everywhere to the you know the 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 the, the niceties overtaking oh, yeah. everyone's uh you know everyone's uh uh plates it's it's it, it really does like yeah I don't if know. everyone starts wearing stupid robes i'm gonna be like uh-oh <laughs> uh-oh what's going on it's like thank god the snuggie didn't uh didn't catch on like we yeah. thought it was <laughs> the uh uh dan cortez from mtv sports playing the Jolly Green Giant song on the piano at Taco Bell. That's my favorite memory of that movie. Right. There you go. Uh, but yeah, it's um, Cyberpunk 77. Uh, even even if you take in like, oh, let's fix all the bugs. It still isn't like, it, does it live up to the hype of what? Six year um, fanfare? Eight. Eight years of fanfare. Yeah. Yeah. 2012 when that thing was announced. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. The so, yeah. Uh, and the only other thing that I'll say about it is that, you know, I think while The Witcher didn't necessarily reinvent the wheel as far as open world uh, fantasy RPGs goes, it just every single part of it fucking stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not the best one you'd ever played, it was a great one. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, and the I think that that game did environmental storytelling so fucking well. 
because yeah. like, all right, so like, you know, I'll, I'll be randomly driving down the street in cyberpunk. And then there's just a bunch of blue, like cop NPCs shooting these red, uh, like net runner guys. And you don't know why, and there's no context to it and you can intervene in it, but why would you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, right. that, I'm not going to get some cool story bit afterwards. Right. You know, it just, yeah. it's just there. Yeah. Uh, it's, and honestly, the fact that there's no cinematics for any of the missions mm-hmm. makes the game feel like a hollow shell. And you can really kind of start adding some numbers together here pretty quickly when you know that like the multiplayer, you know, mm-hmm. like basically their GTA online equivalent for this is coming out next year. Mm-hmm. So they just built the whole game that way. Right. So everything in that game is done with a fucking cell phone. I, I can count on one hand the amount of like in my twenty something hours I spent on that game, uh, actual like cinematics I had. Right. You yeah. Know? Almost yeah. everything is just like somebody calling you on the phone, just go like, "Hey, uh, yeah." So I heard that you like murdering, and I need some dudes murdered. And do you want to buy a car? And that can you know that can help with like immersing yourself into that you know into the into the game in a few ways that you're not being interrupted by something but yeah you know it's just kind of like uh yeah but gta 5 and gta 4 did that well they did not do it well yeah exactly and 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 there's you know you you expect some type of like flare and sparkles on something that's had you know eight years of development and and the whole thing just looks incredibly expensive Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. you know, they weren't just sitting around, you know, jerking each other off for eight years. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were making a video game. Yes. I yeah. just don't think it, it, it didn't cross the finish line in the condition that I would have hoped. So yeah. for this year, it's our biggest disappointment. Absolutely. There we go. That's, uh, that's all the, that's all the, uh, the supplemental categories we Superlative. have. Superlative. Superlative. That's it. <laughs> Superlative. Supplemental. Superlative. Uh, Words. I know words. Uh, <laughs> which leads us to our top 10. Your top 10. The Video Destruct top 10, we'll say. Yes. Uh, uh, games of 2020, Hoss. And uh, yeah, let's uh, lead so into 10. Just like we have in years past, if you're a fan of the site, uh, you know, we'll give each each number in, in descending order starting at 10. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll just kind of discuss uh, why it's on the list. Mm-hmm. um briefly and yeah we'll uh we'll use this as our way to sew up 2020 into the body bag and then toss it the river never to be seen again <laughs> never to be seen wrapped in plastic <laughs> she's dead <laughs> wrapped in plastic yeah, we've, we've been talking about twin peaks sorry we have, um, we have. <laughs> so um for game of the year our number 10 game uh, mm-hmm. Is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two? Yeah. I, uh, so this game easily makes the list, um, yeah. despite because, being a game not from 2020 technically. But yeah, well, it's a complete ground up remake. It is not yes. a remaster. Uh, yes, I I make a point of I don't put remasters on here. I will put mm-hmm. remakes on these lists. Yes, uh, absolutely. Although I think we've had remasters fit into superlative categories. I just don't like them in the top 10. Uh, mm-hmm. Because if you're not actually going to 
do the work into remaking it, why should I bother to put it on my list? <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like this very important list that people yes. clamor for. Yes. Yeah, if Agreed. you're not going to put forth any effort, neither am I. Fuck you. Neither am I. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 is kind of, uh, it, it's, to me, it is nostalgia pudding. Mm-hmm. I, I could just eat it all day long. Right. Um, yeah. It is very fascinating uh, what this team was able to do. Right. Um, they, because this is not the first uh, time that someone has tried to remake Tony Hawk 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was uh, for the Xbox Live Arcade in 20... I'm going to say 2011 by mm-hmm. Robomoto, the people who did like Tony Hawk's Ride and Tony Hawk's Shred, uh, the right. one that came with the actual physical uh, skateboard. Yeah. Uh, well, right. they tried to do, I think they called it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Classic, I think is mm-hmm. what it was called. It was awful. The physics were yeah. all wrong. I remember that being a really, really bad re- uh attempt at that. It, it was it was yeah. it, like and it was the final like nail in the coffin of you know activision cashing out of the tony hawk mm-hmm. game as it were mm-hmm. um so uh to see them come back with a lot of legacy people that still worked at activision after Neversoft, the original creators of tony hawk got disbanded uh mm-hmm. of you know several years back it's good to see them teamed together with some folks who had done ports of Tony Hawk games uh, within Activision and forming a new studio to reboot the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nice thing about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 was it was priced right. It was 40 bucks. Uh, it came out late summer when nothing was out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is a perfect recreation of the original game. Uh, the nice thing about it as well is that, uh, you know, it's all of the content from Tony Hawk 1 and 2, but it also has the revert in it mm-hmm. uh, that wasn't introduced until Tony Hawk 3. Uh, that okay. was the move where you can basically, once you land off of a uh, a half pipe or a jump of some kind, you mm-hmm. hit the revert button and you do like a uh, 180 degree spin on the board, which can pop into a manual. Nice. So that your combo keeps going. Because the thing that happened uh, in Tony Hawk 2 when everybody got started getting crazy obsessed with it is that nobody went on any half pipes anymore. Right. Because it, the ground game where I could spin all these manuals together, uh, yeah. you know, was worth way more points. Even though single tricks on vert was worth some good points, you wouldn't get those multipliers. Right. So you know, adding the revert into Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is kind of transformative in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it just, you know, the graphical package was great. It'll run on fucking anything. <laughs> um, it like I, at the time I had a, uh, you know, my wife's RX 580, uh, you know, which is like a mid to low range video card at this point from four years ago, right. um, that you can get for a hundred dollars. And I was still running at 4k 60 FPS on my TV, right. Uh, out of my, uh, out of my PC. So, um, right. You know, it's uh, it's a hell of a game, man. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tony Hawk yeah. is number ten. Boom. Uh, number nine, uh, yeah. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Uh, Follow up to Ori and the Enchanted Forest. Is that what it is? Blind Forest. And the Blind Forest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from I think it was twenty 
16. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the follow-up to that is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, the look and the feel of uh, Will of the Wisps, uh, especially as compared to their previous game, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, they completely changed the combat and there's more of an ebb and a flow. Uh, it's almost like rhythm gamey in a way now, mm-hmm. which I like. Uh, I did not like the combat very much in the first game. I fought through it just because I thought it looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing about it is that it also, uh, they changed the way that they model in that game now, uh, which okay. is really cool. Um, so all of the enemies are now 3D. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, but they still are presented as 2D, though. But what it does is they have light models mm-hmm. so that, you know, with all these uh, strange glow effects that'll happen, that gives you, like, this real-time lighting effect on characters that just looks so fucking incredible. Interesting. So it'll, like, kind of, like, sheen off them like they're a 3D yes. object. Even. Okay, that's yes. cool. Uh, that while is. they're still being represented as a 2D object. Nice. Uh, it's very cool. It's, uh, it's Aiken... Uh, to something like tr- ray tracing, but designed specifically for 2D objects. Yeah. Uh, it is very cool. Um, nice. And, you know, honestly, just if you like a good Metroidvania, there's no reason that you shouldn't play Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Right, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this does have a very different look and feel to it. Not it does. gameplay-wise, but, like, definitely graphically. This is gorgeous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's definitely uh, there was a reason why it was on our best looking game list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we whittled whittled it down to uh, Last of Us Two, but yeah, there was there's a reason that was on there. Yeah, uh, it's sure. because man, wow, uh, that's cool. But yeah, uh, another cool looking game. Again, it's got great style. Uh, mm-hmm. It's coming up on our list. Uh, yeah, number eight is Paper Mario: The Origami King. Yeah, so. Uh- we were batting this one around, and uh, uh, th- th- this one kind of got put on there because it sort of brought Paper Mario back to something of prominence. Yeah, it uh, the Paper Mario series has... It, it, we discussed this a little bit on a podcast not long ago. Mm. A checkered past. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would actually say just anything that falls under the Mario RPG banner. Um, mm. It just massive peaks and valleys in quality mm-hmm. uh so for the origami king uh nintendo did the what what it what might be the easiest thing and just said well let's make something that's kind of like the thousand year door mm-hmm. uh combat's different uh it has a cool like lineup uh combat system to it where you have to get all the enemies in a line and then you can do a combo that bounces off of all three of them mm-hmm. uh the the combat's interesting enough. Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't think it remained uh, enthralling until the end, but the story was good enough that I, I made it through to the end. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, I think the look of the game is really good too. Uh, it just confetti everywhere. Uh, yeah, you know, like that. The whole paper craft aesthetic is used to a really good degree here. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's. Also, uh, the it, it's funny in the way that the Thousand Year Door is funny, in that, or like the way that Pixar movies can be funny. Like, there's quite a few like adult themed jokes there, but the kids just won't get them. 
<laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it, yeah. it's not like they're talking about Mario's dick or anything, but you know, they, they put more adult centric jokes in there uh, for you to mm-hmm. enjoy, which I find fun. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's kind of typical of the paper Mario's the, the translators kind of like to throw in little, little like um, uh, puns that kids wouldn't understand, you know? Exactly. That just, it, there's a second layer to that joke and the first one can still be enjoyed if, even if you don't get to the second layer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I think is, is it's foundational to children's entertainment mm-hmm. um, because if I, over the Christmas break, uh, wa- let's just say I watched an unhealthy amount of children's YouTube. Mm-hmm. That is the worst thing. What? What was that for? Like, I, I was I was at my sister's house. Oh right, and right. my niece is three. Kids. Gotcha. And yes. Oh my fucking yes. god! It's mind numbing. It's I yeah yeah. Thank thank God my uh, my youngest cousin or my cousin's kid, she's past that phase because uh, that was mind numbing to watch. <laughs> and it's just like it. There's two things that she watches. One is like a fake Power Rangers, but they're just wearing Power Rangers costumes. They're <laughs> called the Ninja Kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, these kids are apparently worth like $50 million. <sighs> um, and then this kid named Ryan. Just a kid named opened, Ryan. Who opens toys. Okay. Yeah. The, okay. The, the open toy kid. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's worth like $40 million. And then I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> Oh, never measure your own success on uh, a kid who opens toys. <laughs> no, you, you're never going to like the results. <laughs> you're never going to like the results. <laughs> I'm almost 40 and I fucking hate this three-year-old. <laughs> what is this nonsense? Uh, oh, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> moving on from that, mm-hmm. uh, our number seven game of the year is going to be Gears tactics yeah so this one slipped by me entirely somehow it came out like uh late spring okay um it was a pc only release at the time Mm -hmm. um and it came to the series x uh at launch like there is no xbox one version of that game got it um so all right yeah you familiar with xcom i am familiar with xcom it's that (laughs) <laughs> it's XCOM, but Gears. <laughs> yeah, and it's during the uh, the Pendulum Wars. Uh, you know, the mm. thing that they always talk about. You know, E Day, right? Emergence Day. Gotcha. Uh, this all takes place during that. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's it's, Halo Reach in a way, I guess. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, or Halo. What was that? Halo Wars. Their, their Wars, Halo real time yeah. strategy game. Oh uh, yeah, I forgot they did do that. Yeah. yeah, they did two of those, believe it. Yeah. Why? I have no idea. Were they not uh, good? I, I do like RTSs, but... <laughs> they're good if you play the, uh, the mouse and keyboard PC version, but like... Gotcha, I, yeah. The only experience I ever had was trying to play it on an Xbox controller in the 360. Oh. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh, yeah. yeah I, re- I remember Command and Conquer for the N64. That was no good. So, yeah. A StarCraft <laughs> 64. Not bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Starcraft, not bad. Interesting. That's interesting. They they very much redesigned it. Okay. Uh, well. Well, yeah. Gears Tactic is uh, you know you get to build your squad. 
Um, if someone gets knocked down in combat, you know, they might have to go to the infirmary or die, die, die. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're managing your squad, uh, you know, leveling them up, uh, deploying, you know, your, your assortment of gears, weaponry, um, mm-hmm. you know, the hammer of dawns in there. Nice. Uh, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, it's, it, it's very, it's satisfying to play. Um, I think it overstays its welcome. I think it would have been better as like a 12 to 15 hour experience at 25 or 30. It mm. felt a little long because all right, let's be honest. There's a reason why Gears of War games are eight hours. Yes. They're all eight hours. You know why? Yeah. They have enough ideas for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's as far as they can take the idea. And that comes from somebody who really likes Gears. Yeah. But I also am... I'm willing to accept that. Yeah, like there's there's some depth issues, maybe. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, not everything has to have like a bunch of you know like depth to it. Something can be a a, a fun romp in a you know in a in a puddle, right? You know, I, I I what can I say? I have a soft spot for grim bald men with giant teeth. Yeah. And yeah. Guns with fucking chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's it's that early PC gaming that that really uh, cultivated that. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and everybody has you know as fleeting as it can be, everybody has had some kind of brief flirtation with Warhammer 40k, mm-hmm. and I've never let it take hold of me. But the chainsaw gun and the space marine looking dude, it, it's it, it's emblazoned on my heart i'm sure if you opened it up and pulled my heart out you would find a space marine on there (laughs) it's there uh but yeah i think gears tactics uh you know the the only other thing i'll say about it is that it is just like all the mainline gears games this was not something that was put out to just go you know fart and die Mm. like this has production values right i mean really really high production values um uh, you know, especially like, you know, whole scenes where the entire battlefield will change because of giant explosions and shit like that halfway through. Uh, it makes yeah. it where XCOM can be a little ordinary and it's in its environment layouts. Like, you know, it's very extraordinary in a lot of other aspects. But uh, I think that the the environment geometry and stuff like that in uh, Gears Tactics is a cut above. It's just yeah. really it's really incredible. Nice. Very cool. Uh, the next game on the list, uh, fans of the site might be surprised to see how low it is. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal. That is Doom shocking. Is. <laughs> that is shocking. Uh, Doom Eternal is... Uh, she's the head cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Talented. You want to take her out. You want to take her to prom. A lot of problems, though. Like she's yeah. got she's got some daddy issues, and <laughs> yeah, you know. no, it just makes me sound like a horrible sexist. Um, yeah. No, no, I, I think Doom Eternal is very pretty. Uh, it is very technically accomplished. It is a very fun game, uh, mm-hmm. and I also appreciate the way that they changed the gameplay this time, you know, getting rid of a lot of the environmental like weapon and health drops and needing you to push forward into combat and, you know, use your, uh, your flame belch to, you know, make all the, uh, the armor fall off a guy so you can pick it up and use it for yourself. So if in doom 
2016, the combat was an ebb and flow of between you needing to push forward to do a glory kill to grab ammo so that you can then back strafe to set someone else up for something. Right. This game is all about, no, you keep moving forward. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's, it makes that game so much more aggressive. Um, And I think, but I do think that it, it made me anyway, feel like I had, while I had way more items at my disposal, it made the way that I played the game feel more linear. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I felt less, I had my thing that I did in every new room. Right. You know, it's like, all right, so I'm going to shoot flames at this guy and then I'm going to shoot a rocket at him so that all that stuff, and then I'm going to side strafe into the, uh, the armor that he just dropped. And then I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to do a chainsaw on this guy so that he drops ammo. And there's also way less ammo that you can carry in that game. That's another big thing is that, you know, you can't just like walk into a room and all right, I'm going to hold down the, uh, the mini missile secondary shot from my uh, machine gun and just mm-hmm. dump on everybody in the room. No, you can dump for like five seconds and then that gun's out of fucking ammo. Right. Uh, so it makes you, you know, it does give you many more options at your disposal, but it makes you use them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I respect that, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I really liked being able to walk into a room and just shoot mini missiles at everybody. I had a really good time doing that. <laughs> so... Maybe I just want that back in my experience. I have a complicated relationship with the game. I, I love it. I do think it's it is one of the best games of the year, uh, and I liked its DLC a lot. And it holds a special honor that I, I want to send them a plaque in the mail. Uh, th- that is the hardest piece of DLC I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> yes, you've mentioned that. That is the uh, the toughest one ever. It's it's honestly the the toughest thing. I think I've ever played. That's uh, crazy. And it, that's coming from somebody who boot, beat Doom Eternal on Ultra Violence. I was having a hard time getting through it on casual. Yeah, and like you, you play all the the Halos to their completion at like oh the yeah. highest level. I'm a big legendary guy for those. Yeah, uh, so. but yeah, it's it's really hard. It's really yeah. really hard. There you go. Uh, but yeah, I I I did like it a lot. Cool. I'm far bit for me to, you know, yeah. ding something for being hard, considering how much I, you know, rant and rave about liking Dark Souls. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it cracked the top ten, so um, it did. Uh, yeah. And you know, it got beat out to being in the top five yes. by our number five game, Streets of Rage Four. Yeah, Brandon, you and mm-hmm. me played through that game when yes. it came out. Mm-hmm. And I went into that thinking that that game would be trash. Really? Like trash? Like trash. not even just like, okay. Like just like. I uh, was thinking Final Fight Streetwise kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad it was not that for you. It wasn't at all. I, I yeah. fucking had a blast with it. Yeah. Um, and I remember like, I think we, were, we had just beaten like the second stage and I was like, Man, this is really good. And I looked over right? and you were like, "Yeah, like, yeah, wow, feeling good." Yeah, like the Streets of Rage game. Because <laughs> yeah, I was I was sort of in the same boat with you. Not that I thought that it was going to be trash. Because I'm, you know, I I don't for a beat 'em up. I'm just kind of like, oh, I just kind of want to experience Streets of Rage again. Like you know, if it's if it is Streets of Rage two, then I'll be happy, right? 
Um, but it kind of transcended it a little bit more. It, it, it gave it a little bit more flair, you know, it, it updated it without, you know, again, without jumping out of its skin. Um, it, it knew what it was, but it gave you enough, um, differences to really run through it. And I think we, I think we really noticed that when we switched players or switched characters halfway through, cause we went classic with Axel and blaze first, and then we went Adam and Cherry for the next run. And that felt really good because they felt very different. Yeah, at the point in me. a beat-em-up where you start to feel like, oh, you know, I'm kind of just mashing out these same four different moves and mm-hmm. this is what I do with this guy. It was like a really refreshing switch that I hadn't anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cher- Cherry was more rhythmic. She was faster. Um, I don't know how Adam played differently for you, but... Yeah, it was it was it was interesting to 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 denote that while we were playing. I thought that was cool. Yeah, so. I I really ended up uh, having a great time with it, and even by myself. Uh, yes, earlier on this, uh, went back and uh, played some more just to unlock more costumes and stuff. Like I mm-hmm. really really like that game. Yeah, uh, which is something I had not anticipated. Uh, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> like you know, even when the beat 'em up genre was revived, let's say eight to 10 years ago around the time that castle crashers came out and Scott Pilgrim and stuff like that. I didn't yeah. like those games. Right. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. you know, I, it, for me, I think it just hadn't been enough time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, cause I'm like, man, I, yeah, I, I know I, I blew 40 bucks on, uh, you know, the <laughs> turtles fucking arcade game, you know, yeah, not that long ago, boys. I'm good. Right. Yeah. You know, but uh, I, I I like it more. I also think that uh, uh, Streets of Rage has a lot more depth to it mm-hmm. uh, than something like Turtles or Simpsons or something like that. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah. It's more in the River City Ransom uh, yeah. kind of milieu, although it does yeah. have a sweet store that you can go into. Does have a sweet uh, store? Yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I I really really liked. Uh, Streets of Rage. I'm, I'm considering picking up the Scott Pilgrim remaster when it comes out because I hated it then. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe yeah. my opinion will be different. Uh, I, yeah, I'm definitely picking that one up because I I enjoyed that and then it disappeared for a long time. So I don't I don't want it to disappear again. So I'm probably going to get the special edition um, for it. So yeah, I you know it was such a I don't know I I really when Scott Pilgrim came out, I think my big problem is that like, I just, I thought that movie looked like shit. (laughs) I thought it looked like shit. Uh, And I'm no uh, George Michael fan. What's his name in real life? Uh, Uh, Michael Sarah. Yes. Yeah. Don't like him. Uh, And Mm. I don't know. All the previews were just like, I don't know this girl. She's got anime hair and oh, she might've dated a girl at one point. Kinky. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like oh yeah this this is like some fucking nerds fantasy right here he's just i bet somebody's getting all horned up over this right now yeah yeah <laughs> scott pilgrim's an interesting little thing um but uh i i i could probably hold a whole uh a whole book club uh talking about those uh those books um uh, we might have to do that at some point because if you have an yeah. appreciation for it i want to fucking know why yeah yeah i, th- I think it is because i think uh 
that would be interesting to discuss maybe but yeah so if you ever want to borrow those i'll maybe i'll give them to you so sweet uh yeah. but yeah that that was number five streets of rage four what mm-hmm. a fucking out of nowhere uppercut uh yeah to the year of 2020 yeah uh, yeah I, I had a great time uh not only with the game but like man that was the first time in a really long time uh that i had played co-op on a couch right same like, here that's good this is mm-hmm. It feels good. Yeah. Uh, but next, uh, we, it, we're we into the big, he- what I consider to be the heavy, heavy hitters of this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, any of these top four games you could put uh, as a number one game of the year, mm-hmm. uh, and I would be happy. So yeah. uh, number four is Half-Life Alex. Yes. Speaking of surprises or unexpected uppercuts <laughs> yes uh half-life alex uh was one of the most like if you'd have told me at the end of you know 2019 that uh you know in the next four months uh they're gonna announce and release a uh you know pc vr exclusive sequel to half-life I said, all right i'll take some of what you're smoking you're uh you're full of it <laughs> yeah yeah, great, great. Uh, let, let me know how your predictions turn out there, Chief. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it happened. Uh, so I believe it was in January at CES is when they announced it. And then the game came out uh, 420, bro. Yeah, it was April 20th. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the when I talk high dollar production values in video games, um, this is the sort of stuff that I'm talking about. Uh Valve really, really went to the trenches uh, to build an experience unlike any other mm-hmm. um, where you're you're in City 17 and everything is so tactile and feels so good on a fucking massive variety of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The the idea that you can have one of those like, you know, Windows mixed reality headsets and still get a comparable experience to someone who's got you know, a $1,500 valve index, uh, is a tribute to their, their designers, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you know, working with all the discrete, you know, platforms of VR and making sure that everyone was able to a play this thing and B get a quality experience out of it. Yeah. Uh, cause if there's one thing that, yeah, I'm an Oculus owner. Uh, I don't love that I'm an Oculus owner, but I think to make the best value products right now, but one of the problems that I've always had with with Oculus is that they chop up the user base. You know, yeah. They have their exclusive store and their exclusive games. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a the, anywhere near enough like install base at this point where we can start chopping everybody up into little pieces of pie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's you know that's a complaint I have about VR, and it's one of the reasons I think it's continued to be a fledgling endeavor. Yeah, uh, for a lot of people, um, but. You know, Valve has been big into VR. You know, the Vive wasn't Valve. It was actually an HTC creation, but Valve was working with them right. uh, to help them hone software, mm-hmm. uh, to help mature that before that that thing launched. And then Valve used that experience to make their Index, which is their, you know, headset with their crazy knuckle controllers and all that shit. Have you seen right. that the Knuckles controllers they have for that? Uh, I have, yes. Mm-hmm. How it like, you know, it, it, yeah, you're basically like putting your hand into that thing. That is weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of like I, a power glove. <laughs> I, I really wish those indexes weren't as expensive as they are because I'd like to own one. Uh, 
but yeah, like, so Half-Life Alex, you know, and I've, you'll notice I've talked about hardware, uh, Mm -hmm. almost as much as I've talked about the game. Right. Um, and it's because this felt like the culmination of this is why they built all this tech into these headsets is they were, right. you know, we were all waiting for someone to like truly grab a hold of this. Uh, primarily Half-Life Alex kind of plays out like a horror experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of jump scares with head crabs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But if, if you're somebody who doesn't normally like that kind of stuff, I wouldn't let that deter you. I think there's, there is a lot of heart. There's still funny stuff. You know how Half-Life occasionally has their jokes actually come off funnier in the games uh, than they probably should just because the rest of it is always so dour that whenever somebody says a joke, you're like, ha, 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 all right. <laughs> yeah. Weird Polish guy. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, Half-Life Alex is, uh, you know, it runs on really, you know, five-year-old, you know, quote-unquote VR-ready gaming rigs uh, incredibly well. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's, there's one complaint I did have about it in the hardware-y, well, the, the, the graphics, you know, kind of section is that uh, if you turn that thing on ultra and then you turn it on ultra low, I kind of barely notice a difference with it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't really, like, scale up that well. Uh, but the nice thing about it is that it scales down so everybody can play it. Uh, right. It doesn't have that cyberpunk issue of, of well, this just doesn't work for me. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. All I see is a gray block and then my computer crashed. Uh, right. <laughs> nothing, nothing worked. You ever so. had a computer crash in VR? No. Uh, you'll sure. want to barf. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Real bad. Yeah. I'm sure uh, it's quite terrifying almost. Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. Uh, for some reason, Arizona Sunshine kept doing it to me when I rebuilt this PC. And uh, yeah, like it, it would lock up and freeze and then like shake around like I had just shook my head. Ooh. Oh, you want to talk about barfing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Half-Life Alex, I think it. this is, I think we've reached the second stage of this modern VR movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard the new Medal of Honor game. I haven't played it yet. It came out right at the end of last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Is another good step forward for VR. Um I like that we started VR with like a lot of toys, you know, like mm-hmm. job simulator and stuff like that. But yeah, I think for this to continue to break out more and more and branch out more, mm-hmm. uh, two things have to happen. You need to slow down the speed with which you're releasing new headsets. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that needs to happen is we need more big name studios to devote effort to, I don't even care if it's take the resident evil seven approach of yeah. we have a VR mode where you can right. experience the entire game. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you don't yeah. have to. Right. I, I think you're right. I think we need to, you need to have those, those full game like experiences that, uh, you know, that you yeah. have with regular consoles. Cause a lot of the games are very, you know, um, as you said, uh, toys, they're very, they're very niche type games. Uh, and I a lot of them are a die. blast. Yeah. And hell, like I, I love that. sold a hell of a lot of headsets. Yes, absolutely. But the thing is, I think most of those people who bought those headsets to play Beat Saber, I don't think they're doing anything else with those headsets. Right. They bought it just to play Beat Saber. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're, uh, they're not playing, uh, they're not playing, um, uh, 
Um, I, I forget the game now. Uh, uh, I expect you to die or, or any of the other. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, the, the, I don't know that they're necessarily branching out into super hot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Super hot or anything like that. So, uh, and who knows? They might be, but like, you know, the, uh, the curious thing is that, uh, you know, like Oculus is owned by Facebook. Um, yeah. And so you don't really get a lot of optics on, well, how many of these headsets have you sold? Mm-hmm. Because the thing about the Oculus is that ever since the Quest came out, they're mm-hmm. basically sold out all the time. Right. So somebody's out here buying these fucking things. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, at, at a certain point, if we get the install base big enough, it's going to make people want to make games. Like Valve yeah. made Half-Life Alex because they think VR is cool and they don't have to make video games to make money. Yeah, Exactly. Like that's that's why they made Half-Life Alex is that they think that shit's cool. Well, I also think it was probably like a test run of like, like, okay, so we have competitors now you have the Epic game store, you have, you know, uh, things like that. So I think it was also like a test ground of like, can we, are we still good with this since we got origin and Epic on our, you know, kind of, kind of running on, on our competition. Like, well, you need exclusive games. I mean, even if it's only like one a year, it's like, you got to keep people on the steam store. Mm -hmm. I don't think I, uh, all right. I think I, I have to stop mid sentence here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I spend more time on other services now than I do on Steam. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like between playing games on Game Pass and playing games on you know that I get for free most of the time off the Epic Game Store and shit like this. Right. I think I do spend more time on other places, but I probably still spend more money mm-hmm. on Steam. Yeah. Uh, right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, so I don't think it's necessarily hurting their bottom line. Yeah, it, it, it's interesting just because like I not that it's hurting them yet, but I think like maybe this was like a testing the waters like, oh, like, is this like, can we is it still viable for us to to do this? Or do we just need to like, I don't know, update our freaking system for like half a second. So, you know, <laughs> it doesn't feel like it was built in when it was built so well i mean you know it's it's from 2004 and guess what yeah it still <laughs> is <laughs> it still is in 2004 uh Ooh. yeah the uh the steam interface i that Ugh. it's, I it's really rough. wish they would do something uh yeah well and you one thing i was thinking about a while back that you know i, I was curious all the communication stuff in Steam sucks. Yes. I was just curious when Discord was on the come up, why they didn't just try to buy it. Yeah, that's fair. Like that just seems like something to me that like, huh. yeah, because Discord's good. Like it, it's it does what it does well. It does. Uh, it it killed Skype. <laughs> Is anyone still Skype anymore? Like, no, no, yeah. I don't Skype anymore. <laughs> no, like I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure like, I mean, it still exists. So I guess some people do, but you know, is Google Hangouts still a thing. No, Hangouts is dead. Hangouts died a couple of years ago. Um, and I, I guarantee that Discord was one of the reasons. Yeah, I, th- I think I think the only other big one is Zoom because it has pretty easy uh, video integration. But oh, yeah, Zoom. Yeah. So if I never zoomed again, it would be too soon. It, it would be nice, wouldn't it? But I do it all day, every day. Yeah, me well, too. Monday through Friday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm constantly on Zoom calls. Yeah. So I constantly have to make sure that my office is picked up. 
<laughs> which is probably a good thing. If not, I would just be a fucking mess. Oh yeah. Yeah. My it's, it, it can get pretty bad sometimes. Um, but yeah. Uh, so number four was half-life Alex. Uh, yes, absolutely. Fantastic game that everybody, in, if you yeah. have the opportunity to lay hands on a headset, I recommend you do it just to give it a try. Right. Uh, and I think if, if you're still the kind of person that's going to pick it up and go, ah, it's not for me, then I don't know if VR will ever be for you. Yeah. And yeah. that's and it mine too. No. It's not going to be for everyone. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 a different type of experience. It's, it's just like motion motion controls, you know? like Or, you know, what I always put it as, it's just, that is, a VR headset now is the same price as like a nice HOTAS stick for a flight simulator. And that, you know, that can only do that. Mm-hmm. You know, that photo yeah. stick that you pay $300 for. That's that's all yeah. that thing does that's is play that one game that you want to play. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, so if you're paying $300 for a VR headset, it's like, you know, it, yeah. it's not $1,000 anymore. Right. You, know, you can get in at 300 bucks as a starter for that new Quest 2 and experience a whole world of shit. Yeah. Um, in exactly. like really fucking fascinating ways. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I think Half Life yeah. Alex is a good way to uh, to introduce yourself. Um, uh, just FYI, to play Alex, it's not you can't just play it on the Quest. You have to have the link cable to play it on your PC. So right, just full disclosure. Right, I don't want anybody to go out and buy a VR headset tomorrow. And go, I thought I could play the Half Life. <laughs> you nope. son of a bitch! <laughs> it's like I'm sorry. I forgot to mention uh, we're in the top three, Hoss. We top are. Three. Do you top want to get three, the top three away? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. Uh, another game that we mentioned earlier uh, got one of our uh, superlative awards there. Um, Animal Crossing. Specifically New Horizons, yes. Yes, New Horizons, yes. Exactly. Uh, so Animal Crossing is something that, like, I've talked about it on, on the show before. It's kind of like Mario Kart, mm-hmm. uh, where your first one's usually your favorite. Yeah, um, and I still have a soft spot for the GameCube one. Uh, yeah, I got obsessive with that game, and I think we've talked about that before. <laughs> yeah. um, I owned all the fucking e-reader cards and all that horse shit. Um, <laughs> I spent so much money on that stupid thing, um, <laughs> but uh, I think this new one has supplanted this for me because I've had such a different experience. I got to experience it through my wife's eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is other than Donut County that we did our dumb speed run for uh, the last time we did a 24 hour live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is like her second game that's hers. Right. It's not something that we're playing together. It's not something where I'm driving and she's, you know, telling me to make decisions. It's not, it's hers. Right. Yes. And she fell in love with it. Yeah. And yeah. I got to see all the, the joys and disappointments and, Everything else that comes along with uh, Tom Nook and his fucking his thug ass kids, his uh, debt, his <laughs> debt scam. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, Tom Nook's Ponzi Simulator 2020 uh, <laughs> scumbag, <laughs> dirtbag. Uh, my uh, my winner hat is Tom Nook's face. Yeah, uh, that's uh, great. Pretty great. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm like. I, I get really excited when it gets cold outside. I'm like, I get to wear my Tom Nook hat. Tom right. Nook time, yeah. 
but yeah, like uh, New Horizons, I think is it's probably one of the most substantial steps forward that that franchise has taken. Now, don't don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. It's still Animal Crossing, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I like uh, the the Nook ticket system. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can now go to other random islands. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to other users' islands. Yeah, and, friends' islands. Yeah, and you can like ex- uh, sell your turnips on the stock market and shit like that. <laughs> uh, it's it's just really fun. It's a pleasant experience. You know, you start off and you know this time you're you're basically shipwrecked on this island that Tom Nook tricked you into going to, and. <laughs> You set up tents for everybody to live in, to, uh, live in, and then you've got to improve your island so that new people move in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and you know it's it becomes about it, it's like a friendship simulator kind of thing. You know, you're sending presents to people and stuff like that. Like you know, oh, you know, I, I saw you just moved in down the street. Here's a present and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, just, it's really relaxing. Yeah, uh, and you know, like for the first month that you play it. If you're a, a brand new newcomer, you might just go like, yeah, I mean, I caught some butterflies and, and fished <laughs> and built a couple of houses. I, I don't really get it. Yeah. The thing is, it's not a game that's designed for you to play it for three hours at a time. It's a, it's yes. a game that's designed for you to check in for 20 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had a hell of a fun time yeah. uh, doing that this year. And I think that, that game was so relaxing. Yeah. Uh, and there's just, they- there's zero stress in it yeah they, they they did they did a good job with it um for the second one or for this new one because they pretty much took what people really enjoyed from the first ones and just doubled down on that it's like so people really enjoy it it's like they took a survey of like what people really enjoyed about them it's like people really enjoyed like decorating their houses and you know like okay <laughs> let's say they can just decorate their entire island a lot of the actual mechanics of that were borrowed uh from that that off game that they made called uh, happy home designer yeah uh, from mm-hmm. 3ds and yes. that was a game that didn't let you do the island stuff at all you know the, the town or island stuff at all it was mm-hmm. just about like people would hire you to decorate their houses right um yeah. and so a lot of the the ways to manipulate things and uh, more adequately have your house be representative of what you want and not just what it thinks it should do. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes it fun, man. I, I love yeah. it. I've, yeah. uh, I liked yeah. that. I, I thought that would be something that me and my wife would goof around with for like a month mm-hmm. and we're still playing it now. <laughs> still going. So. Yeah. I think I'm going to move us over. What is that? Uh, other, the farming game that's sort of like harvest moon. Um, I mean, I know it's Harvest really, Moon. It's really popular right now, though. Like the, it's it's pixely. I'm not sure. I'm I'm only familiar with Harvest Moon. I don't know what that, uh, is that you're referring to. Uh, I'll I'll think of it, but we can keep going. Uh, okay. Yeah. Stardew Valley. There you go. Oh, Stardew Valley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting. To I'm think sorry. That- I was. I was thinking of Harvest Moon being Stardew Valley. My bad. Yeah, that that's what it was. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking that Stardew Valley. Might, uh, now that they have that uh, online co-op thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that Stardew Valley might be our next. I 
I think I'm going to get to Stardew Valley as well. So I think I we might can come to my island. Well, yeah. come on, or, motherfucker. I might come uh, by and play with you guys. Be fun. Yeah. Time. All right. Sexy. Yeah. I mean, not in that way. <laughs> uh, all right. So number three was Animal Crossing New Horizon. Uh, we're now up to the second mm-hmm. best game. Yes. Indeed. Of 2020. And that is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes, I know nothing about this game except what you have told. <laughs> this game is awesome. Um, yeah. It is. I hope that every Yakuza game they make from here on out is a different kind of game. Yeah. Um, I liked all the Yakuza games and I've talked about them several times on here about how, you know, you do, cut dudes fingers off and beat the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they're great. And all mm-hmm. while also being completely insane, like you know the the like Yakuza Zero has the best karaoke simulator thing ever, mm-hmm. and it's just buried in this game, <laughs> and you don't even <laughs> have to interact with it if you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know mahjong parlors and all sorts of shit. Uh, right. I fucking <laughs> Yakuza like a dragon, being that less high impact JRPG style. Anybody could pick this up and play it. It's also effectively reboots the Yakuza, you know, franchise because yeah, like Yakuza six was the end of that storyline. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a Kazuma Kiryu. There you go. That was the end of his character. Um, and you got to play him like in those uh, Yakuza Zero to Yakuza Six, those seven games. You always played it, Cosmic Kiryu. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you always played as him, and you started from the '80s until like 2010. Gotcha. So you're playing it like all these other, you know, these eras of his life, and it was really cool. Well, the nice thing about Yakuza Like a Dragon in Japan, this is actually called Yakuza Seven, Like a Dragon. But mm-hmm. I think they were trying. They didn't put the number on it here because they didn't want like scare people off and be like, "Well, I haven't played the other six. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason why they stopped putting numbers on Call of Duty, right? Uh, yeah, it's true. The uh, you know, it hasn't stopped them from putting numbers on Final Fantasy when fucking no. sixteen is getting ready to come out. <laughs> what the fuck? I know. 16. 16. I just want you to let that roll around in your mouth for a while and see how. It yeah. Goes. They- it's the- to me, it seems insane. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, all, they, all, they all live on their own, though, so I guess that's why it doesn't intimidate a lot of people. So, you know. Yeah, I also think that they're just they're they're fucking square, and they're really weird people. Yes, they're uh, a weird group. They're a weird group. Yeah, like this. <laughs> you know, they're obsessed with like uh, teenage anime lady boobs, wallet chains, and goofy. <laughs> and bromances let's not forget final fantasy 15 man those guys <laughs> wanted to suck each other off so hard nah they were just bros man this, this yeah they were sexual. totally just bros they're just bros, <laughs> totally just bros. <laughs> uh, but yeah is like a dragon uh you know it it's actually it lets you build um your party in the same way that a regular jrpg would and it's mm-hmm. like you start off with like all these like weirdo homeless dudes <laughs> and it's you're a guy who gets a bad haircut and that's why your hair looks like that and you choose to not do anything about it 
<laughs> and I think that's so fucking great. You just never get it fixed. You look totally normal in the beginning of the game, and then he gets a quote-unquote haircut, and that happens, and he's just like, huh, that's not really what I was going for. Hmm. Well, whatever. <laughs> Guess I'll leave it. Yep. For the next 60 hours of this. I, I have over 60 hours in that game. That's a lot of hours. It's a long one. Uh, yeah, I, man, if you wonder why I haven't like finished Assassin's Creed Valhalla or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, between gonna... Watch Dogs Legion and Red Dead and Yakuza, it's like all these games are like 60 or more hours long mm-hmm. that I've played in the last few months. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the weakest one had to not get finished. Sorry, yeah. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that Yakuza Like a Dragon is one of the most hilarious uh, video games I've ever played. Some of the funniest cutscenes. Um, nice. You can play the game as uh, dubbed into English. It's got a really good voice cast, or you can play it subtitled. Um, I prefer playing it subtitled because I always have. Mm-hmm. Um and but I mean, if you murderers row of the Troy Bakers and uh, was it Lauren Bailey and you know, like, yeah, yeah, all your uh, shit, the guy who does Marcus Phoenix that was also Bender, John uh, DiMaggio, he's in there, John DiMaggio's <laughs> there. <laughs> you know, it's just your your murderers row of uh, who I'm, Nolan I'm North. Just... Who would you expect to be in this video game? They're in here, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jennifer Hale, <laughs> Jennifer Hale's in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, uh, but you know, it's great. Uh, I flipped over to uh, to English for a little while and and thought it was just fine, but I ended up going back to subtitles mm-hmm. mainly because I'm I'm a jerk and I don't actually watch most of the cutscenes. I usually just read the subtitles and click forward. <laughs> Man, I, the game's long enough already. All right, that's true. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you got so much game, like who you, know, you don't yeah, need to watch every cinematic in it. Yeah. If it's a really ridiculous cinematic, like you know the one where uh, uh, I met the piss wizard. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll let that one go. <laughs> that just obviously okay. <laughs> no, it, what's great is that the game is so fucking off its rocker the rest of the time that you're just like, of course there's a piss wizard. Of course. Yeah. yeah I'm you don't surprised even think... you didn't show up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even think about it much. It's like, yeah, yeah, that, that tracks. Sure. <laughs> about to fight the piss wizard. <laughs> you see, this game has summons in it too. eh? <laughs> it does. Yeah. Like, uh, so uh, I'll give you a little one. It's from early in the game. So it doesn't, some of the later summons, the way that you get them and the stories that goes along with it are, even more preposterous than this, but uh, I'll, I'll leave those for people to go experience themselves. But so early on in the game, uh, you meet this uh, homeless dude, mm-hmm. um, and he's got a crawdad. Okay, that he that is sitting on his shoulder. It's like his pet. Okay, uh, crawdad. So, yeah, so you throw it into the filthy river. You're like, oh man, there was something on you. Sorry about this, and, and you throw it away. And the guy's <laughs> like, oh my god, that. That was mine. That was my friend. <laughs> so, so you have to go and track down this this crawdad from down in the filthy river. And then wow. you bring it back to the guy. And uh, he's like, all right, cool. We're just going to sit down for dinner. You want some? <laughs> he's going to eat this crawdad. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it was his best friend that he had trained to sit on his shoulder. He was just waiting for him to fatten up. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so then you're like, what? Well, you make, and it's like the most hilarious anime, like fucking like your eyes, you know, shoot out super big and it zooms in on your face. Uh, <laughs> and then it's you making eye contact with the, uh, with the crawdad over and over again. <laughs> it's like you uh, bonded with the crawdad now. And you're like, oh no, what are we going to do? So you end up having to go out and go grocery shopping for the guy so that he won't eat the crawdad. And then <laughs> crawdad becomes one of your summons. So whenever you use it in combat, like a thousand crawdads come raining down on these guys and does damage. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you about this video, okay? That sounds amazing. <laughs> it is the single funniest fucking game I have ever played. Uh, and what's great is that, like, you know, Yakuza 0 was a really funny game, too, and had some, it had some moments, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've actually sent you my favorite GIF that came out of that game. Where Kiryu kicks the door open and the guy's on the other side of the door. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> like I said, that game had moments, but man, like a dragon is all moments, like all the time. Uh, so yeah, if you want to watch some, you know, some adult uh, male Japanese men in diapers drinking bottles, yeah, I got a game for you. It's called Yakuza it's Like a Dragon, and it's our number two game of the year. <laughs> Two game of the year, baby. Uh, so time. I'm going to let you introduce number one because I think that is a game that we can both 100% agree on. Absolutely, totally agree. Uh, the number one game in our game of the year 2020, Video Destruct Game of the Year 2020, is Hades, the isometric adventure game. So I love from, that game. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, from big giant, little giant. What are they, what are they called? Uh, super giant, super giant, super giant. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. Uh, yeah, I knew it was some indie wrestler name. Like it felt. Like, <laughs> like, uh, but super yeah, giant. super giant. <laughs> like, uh, but yes, uh, Hades. Um, yeah, totally agree with this. Uh, I've been playing this game uh, as well. Um, have not, you beat it? I have not. I haven't played it in a, in a little while, but uh, I'll, I'll I'll jump back into it again for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, one of those roguelikes, isometric type games um, from the creators of Transistor and uh, other Pyre and Bastion. Bastion, yes. Uh, uh, if if it's an isometric roguelike, <laughs> it's made by Supergiant. But it's uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy this. It has a lot of um, a lot of personality to it, uh, the the dead cells kind of reverting back to your room when you die, kind of thing. Yeah, um, very. Uh, I call that like classic roguelike. Yes, and and this it kind of has like a sense of humor about it because you're you play as the son of Hades and you're trying to just get out of Tartarus, and he doesn't want you to leave, so he just keeps killing you and sending you back to your room. So it's like, you know, it, it's interesting. So, you know, and then Hades will be right there at the start, just like taunting you if you go out again. It's like, are oh, you going to go try again, huh? Okay. <laughs> so it's it's very interesting. I, I very much enjoy that game. So. Yeah, I, I like that uh, everyone just thinks you suck. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, basically, like everybody's like, "Oh, dude, what are you doing?" Like, you're I love, uh, you know, and they've been they've been this way for all of their games. I think their conversational stuff in this game is just really funny. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I like it a lot. I was really worried when I uh, went to uh, buy this game in early access a couple of years ago uh, mm-hmm. when it came out. Uh, it was an exclusive to the Epic Game Store at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that given the art and stuff that I'm like, oh, man, is this game going to be like kind of up its own ass? <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like, you know, lords and ladies and shit like that. You know, like I, I, that stuff don't do nothing for me. Right. Uh, but no, like the games, it's it's quirky in the same way that Bastion was quirky with its dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I uh, it might come as a surprise uh, to some people before Dead Cells. Um, you know, like I played a bit of Hollow Knight. I never finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I played a bit of uh, was it Rogue Legacy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I played Rogue Legacy. I played a bit of it. I never yeah. made it. Right, but yeah, I never you know, it. Dead Cells. I never got into one of these. Right. And, uh, so it was actually right after I got into Dead Cells, I ended up uh, backing uh, Hades, and even at the time, it was like a small slice of what that game would actually go on to become. Uh, yeah. Man, it, there's something about that genre that clicks with me now that never did before. And right. I think it just took something that was so silky smooth in its execution, like Dead Cells, yes. and then something that was so well fleshed out, like Hades, to yeah. get me to realize, oh, I do love this genre. It's worth me devoting a bit more time to it to let something try to grab hold of me, which is why yeah. I think I'm maybe going to go back and try Hollow Knight again. Because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, from everyone who I know that has finished it, they just scream about how good it was. Yeah, we should uh, probably do that together sometime because I have it as well, and I've I've only played like a little bit of that game. Like, I think that would be kind of fun to play through. Yeah, I think I've got a save that's got a few hours on it, but I would honestly probably rather us start fresh. Yeah, I don't care who drives, you know, who who's running the controller. I don't care. Um, yeah. Because I think most of that is not necessarily about your execution as much as it is figuring it the fuck out. Yeah. I felt like most of my time with it, I was just kind of staring at it going, where the fuck do I go now? <laughs> it's, it's kind of all-encompassing, you know? So, uh, But yeah, I, I think Hades is a triumph in that genre. Yeah. Uh, if you're somebody who's never liked a roguelike before, uh, I consider this game to be probably more pleasing to the average gamer uh, visually and aesthetically than something like Dead Cells. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny. Uh, the, the other thing about it is that like, I feel like I've never seen uh, or heard a lot of the voiced lines more than once. Yeah. There is a lot, a lot of dialogue in this game. Yes. Um which is awesome. Uh, and it's got, it's got a good soundtrack. I don't think it's like the greatest uh, soundtrack. I think it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I think all of the drawn cell animations for the dialogue things, I think they're great. Yeah. Uh, I, I love almost all the art in this game. Yeah. Uh, and totally the nice thing is, uh, you know, it's because it's a rogue. You can play it for five minutes or five hours. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And if there's one thing that a constant this year was unpredictability for me, it's like when yeah. I sat down with a game 
you know, it was hard for me to get through a lot of those big open world games uh, that came out near the end of the year because it's like, uh, shit, I got to go to do something with the dogs or, you know, right. I got a phone call coming up here in a minute. You know, mm. it, finding time to get in like an hour chunk at a time is hard. Uh, yeah. So uh, the month of December, I decided I was just going to go back and play Hades since you had bubbled it back up in my brain. Yeah. And uh, I ended up having a freaking great time with it, man. I yeah. uh, I think that final product is, uh, well, it's our number one yes. game of the year. Yeah. Hades, so. baby. All right. That's it, man. 2020 is in the bag. It's in the bag. We've wrapped it up, thrown it in the river, <laughs> killed it dead, sent it out to pasture. So there we go. We're almost two hours into this thing, Haas. So I think we should just wrap it up here with, uh, yeah. with our games games of the year. Uh, uh, it, this is our comeback. Is there, is there a game two. you're excited about for next year? What's that? Number one, most excited you are for a video game next year. Oh Lord, uh, this is um, what's coming out this year. Let me let me look that up real quick. Halo uh, Infinite. Okay, Halo Infinite's yours. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's right. I forgot Halo Infinite got like pulled back like for so yeah, long. Like like two <laughs> weeks before they launched a video game console. Right? Yeah. And they God. didn't just delay it a few weeks. They delayed it a year. Yeah, yeah. Gotham Knights looks interesting. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that one, actually. Um, and that's kind of early next year, too, isn't it? Isn't that like yeah. Q1 or Q2? I think that's Q2, but yeah, it's it's coming up pretty pretty early. Um, there was one... Oh, this Kenna Bridge of Spirits looks kind of cool. I kind of think that I think that cool. game looks cool, too. Uh, this... I, love, I love the art design of it, and I, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that one. Um, the, uh, new Hitman comes out in uh, January. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, the, uh, uh, Outriders seems very good. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that's the game being made by People Can Fly. Yeah. Uh, that's being published by Square Enix. That seems like Mm -hmm. a crazy, uh, yeah, People Can Fly, obviously. It's going to be crazy. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, game with a lot of RPG elements in it uh, for a shooter. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like you got other stuff like Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, didn't love that first Horizon, but man, it sure was pretty. Right. Yeah. Oh, um, shit. And I forgot No More Heroes Motherfucking 3 comes out. That's right. Time. No More Heroes 3. Yeah, that's right. That's coming out. Uh, there's one stylistically that looks more interesting than the gameplay called Deathloop. That looks. I think Deathloop yeah. looks super awesome. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I don't know if it's going to like hold up to like how that game is being presented, but like but it's uh, I'm I'm in, I'm interested. I'm interested. You know, I feel like the grindhouse aesthetic was really overused in video games like 12, 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when done well, I still think it looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Oh, and Psychonauts 2 this year. Yeah, Psychonauts 2 as well. That that'll be something to to look forward to as well. So. Yeah, there's so there's some good stuff coming out here. But uh, any closing thoughts on 2020? Any? Uh... Uh, it can go die in a fire, and I never want to look at it again. So, <laughs> hey, I uh, 
you know, it, as much as, uh, you know, 2020 was bad for the populace, it was uh, incredibly fortunate for me and my wife. It, it was. Uh, I, I had a good, I didn't have too bad of a year uh, personally, but just uh, all of the problems that everybody seemed to have, I, I think I, it's, it just, it, 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 it's painful to talk about that year in a, in a few ways. Well, and it's just, it, it, everybody's so all over the place on it. And yeah. uh, you know, all I want is, you know, health and good fortune for everybody Agreed. Uh, in the coming year. And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's all decide to tone it down a little bit. A little bit. It'd be great. <laughs> I think that'd be great if we just toned it down a little. Yeah. If we all just chilled out. Uh, I think we'd be pretty good. If so. I learned anything from the Eddie Murphy classic film, Bullworth, it's KIT, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together, keep it together. Yeah. Keep it together, keep it together. Uh, oh, speaking of Eddie Murphy, also uh, coming back to America. It's coming out. Yeah, too. I saw that trailer and I was like, all right, maybe I'm in. Maybe I'm in. I know. I was not excited for that. And I saw the trailer was like, eh, you know, maybe you got me, Eddie. Maybe you got me. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I like that he's actually getting, uh, you know, fairly close to the age of the old Jewish men in the barber shop. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Didn't have to put quite so much makeup on him at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, a few more. Yeah. The, uh, I. I really. Uh, I'm. I'm hopeful for this year. So. Yeah. Agreed. Let's keep positive uh, vibes rolling. We've got a whole bunch of new mm-hmm. series and new content that's going to be coming to. Uh, the site, uh, your podcast feeds, and mm-hmm. our YouTube page. So you probably yeah. need to keep an eye on that stuff. Absolutely. We'll be coming back weekly. So we will check you guys out next week. This has been the Video Destruct Podcast. You can check us out at videodestruct.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN, on, video, on Facebook at Video Destruct, and on Twitter at Video Destruct. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Hoss underscore buddy, H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. I talk about video games and mm-hmm. pro wrestling and mm-hmm. video games about pro wrestling and not <laughs> politics. No, none of that. Give me a follow. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than that. Uh, that's your the- timeline with pictures of my dogs. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Pictures of dogs. Always great. Uh, that's going to do it for this week, guys. We're out of time. We got to go. Mm-hmm.